Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The name Natalie Holloway will never be forgotten. The American beauty, all-A student, set to go to college, goes on her high school senior trip and is never seen alive again. In the last days, a development in the state's case against Jorn Vandersloot. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. In the last days, Jorn Vandersloot, the judge's son, the main suspect in the disappearance and murder of Natalie Holloway, pleads not guilty to federal charges. The charges he's facing right now after his highly contentious and complicated extradition to the U.S., Vandersloot has pled not guilty to one count of extortion and one count of wire fraud against Natalie's mother, Beth Holloway. The arraignment took place at 11 a.m. at the Hugo L. Black U.S. Courthouse in Alabama. Vandersloot arrived just before 8 a.m. for his arraignment. The Dutch native, the judge's son, was escorted wearing handcuffs, a white Michael Jordan T-shirt and jeans. Why is he not? in a prison jumpsuit take a listen to our friends at nbc Jorn vandersloot the chief suspect in natalie holloway's disappearance in a t-shirt jeans and handcuffs pleading not guilty to extortion and wire fraud charges each charge carrying a 20-year sentence if he's convicted 
The family showing up in court to see Vandersloot face to face. Natalie's mother, Beth, sat stoically a few rows back, staring occasionally at Vandersloot roughly 10 feet away. She's never given up hope in the search for justice, telling NBC News in 2015. What I care about is information as to what happened to Natalie. Natalie's mother, Beth, her father, Dave, and brother, Matt, sat just feet away from the suspect. Beth's determined expression never flinched as she watched Vandersloot shuffle into the courtroom. How did the whole thing start? Natalie Ann Holloway, last seen driving away from a local nightclub. She was just away on her high school senior trip. She has disappeared. Three guys escorted Natalie from a restaurant bar, Carlos and Charlie's, uh, her last night there on Aruba before she was supposed to leave the next morning. These are the guys she was last seen with. The statement that the, the boy Vandersloot says, I took her down to the beach. It was around 2 a.m. and she wanted to stay there, so I left her there alone. This girl, a teen girl, beautiful, brilliant. You know, everyone still has in their mind the picture of her out on the football field in her drill outfit, doing a dance routine with all of her friends. Her body never recovered, her whereabouts never known. To WCIV, ABC4, Charleston reporter Ann Emerson, and the pain of Natalie's disappearance never goes away. And if anyone is expecting Jorn Vandersloot, a two-time killer, the judge's son who got special treatment in Aruba because his dad's a judge, to ever tell what happened to Natalie, that ain't going to happen, Ann Emerson. Nancy, this case has just transfixed America, the media, Anyone who could relate to this, it was the idea of losing your child on a senior trip as they're just about to embark on their whole life. It was just, it was more than anyone in America could even bear at the time. And we all felt like we were part of these parents' search for, for this child. Um, it was unbelievable that just one, every step they took trying to get this investigation underway, it was on some level impeded, as you said, because he had special privileges on the island um, and confusing. And it, it was uh, it was just like unwrapping this really, really complicated package uh, that we're still unpacking. For those of you that recall the disappearance of Natalie Holloway, the American girl, uh, straight A student, athlete, set to go to college to study pre-med, goes missing on her high school senior trip that was heavily chaperoned. Take a listen to our friend Rick Sanchez. Natalie, you can reach me on your cell phone. I have it, and it's set up for international use now, and I will stay here until I find you, Natalie. A mother's desperate plea for her missing daughter. Natalie Holloway was among more than 100 seniors on a graduation trip to Aruba. They're just typical high school girls. Out on the beach. On the beach, having a good time in, in, on their senior trip. No, there's nothing unusual. Thousands and thousands of kids go on senior trips every summer, and they should. I mean, these are these kids are, are growing up. Marsha Twitty is Natalie's aunt. She says nobody seemed to notice that when the friends left the nightclub, Natalie wasn't with them. Everybody thought everybody had each other, because there's a bunch of them, a bunch. It wasn't, you know, 20 or so. There's a whole bunch of kids. And they all kind of, you know, went in, went to bed that night. It wasn't until people started waking up Monday morning, ready to return to Birmingham, 
that they realized she was missing. How did Natalie Holloway seemingly slip through everyone's fingers? Take a listen to her friend, Francis. Natalie's friend, Francis, was staying in an adjacent room. What did it feel like Monday morning when you guys were all getting ready to go and you realized that she wasn't around? We immediately knew something was wrong because she, her roommates knocked on my door and said that they didn't know where she was. We went straight to the chaperones and they immediately started working on it. They suspected Natalie was still on the island because in her room they found her luggage, right. found her passport, right. but no Natalie. Aruban authorities have been joined by the FBI in the search. So far, there has been little to go on. Three Aruban students did tell investigators, though, that they dropped Natalie off that night at her hotel. But something about that story doesn't sit right with Natalie's aunt. Well, it certainly didn't sit right, and that story quickly changed. Joining me, Raul D. Manchanda, attorney, international law expert, author of a book series, Deep State Defector. Raul, thank you again for being with us. Explain to me the legal mechanics about how Jorn Vandersloot can ever be brought to justice for Natalie's murder. In this case was a hallmark case in the sense of international law. And it kind of held up foreign investigatory bodies to a scrutiny uh, and a standard uh, maintained by the U.S. Uh, the FBI, for example, uh, Secret Service had gotten involved because they were so frustrated with the relative slowness and laxity of the local Aruban investigation. And I really believe in retrospect hindsight that all the stuff that happened, the Peruvian angle, you know, all these other issues really are sort of an offshoot of the, you know, really uh, lack of ability in the first 48 as they would say, to really get a handle on this case. It seemed to be that this, you know, like you said, there was issues about the, you know, the judge being his father. There was corruption issues, maybe assistance by local police departments or investigatory bodies. And this case really just ran away from the local investigations. Uh, and, and now look at where we are. I mean, he's with his extortion money, which he, you know, he received the money and is now spending it. Uh, that would, that would uh, be enough for uh, personal and subject matter jurisdiction. We just heard Raul Manchanda state that Jorn Vandersloot had gotten extortion money. What's he talking about, Ann Emerson? Uh, the extortion money. Well, what happened was he had contacted a lawyer uh, from Beth Holloway Twitty. Uh, she was remarried, and, and Beth Twitty would, had contacted a lawyer on her side and had said that he had information. Now, this is when he was in Aruba, and when he wanted to, uh, he wanted to uh, give them the the where the their daughter's remains were he said he knew where her remains were and for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that information could be theirs uh so but i don't think at any point uh the mother was looking to get some to, to get the truth out of him because he had been so untruthful all of these years it was just lie after lie this was about actually trying to catch uh Joran Vandersloot and get him and bring him to justice and this this extortion plan was walks that just going all the way with the FBI, trying to make sure that they got him. Now we're talking about $250,000. She actually did a test about what the wire that he asked for the, to transfer money. And she spent out, she, she just sent a hundred dollars to see if it actually worked. And it did. And that sort of, uh, that was the catalyst to kind of go into this whole wire fraud extortion scheme and, and a sting with the FBI. They set it up. They got $10,000 to your, Vandersloot, they were transferring $15,000 
And that was the deal. $25,000 ahead of time. Somehow, Vandersloot gets the money and escapes Aruba with Beth's money. Stephen Lampley, Raul Menchanda said something really important. Well, he said a lot of important things, but he also said the case was screwed up with Natalie in the first 48. Explain what Raul Menchanda who's an international law expert, was talking about. Nancy, if you're talking about the first 48, that, that is the most important time frame uh, for any investigation. It, it's, just, it's sort of like the golden hour for EMTs. It, it's just the time frame that we want to be fully active. We want to pull out all the resources, and we want to try to find everything we can in the first 48 hours because it's just the, the matter of life. After 48 hours, the propensity to solve the crime lessens with every hour thereafter. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're a smoker looking for an alternative to traditional tobacco, you might feel uncertain at the thought of changing things up. Maybe you're ready to make a switch, but don't know where to start. Maybe you've tried vaping, thought it wasn't your thing. Maybe you've heard of smokeless nicotine products, but aren't familiar with the options. Meet Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch. Zinn nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zinn pairs well with you your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Zen is a satisfying tobacco alternative that puts you in control of your nicotine experience, which means Zen pairs well with you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zinn. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bots on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. The hearing that just went down at the Hugo L. Black U.S. Courthouse only lasted a little under five minutes. At the very beginning, Vandersloot turned down the services of a Dutch translator, bragging, my English is actually pretty perfect, ugh. 
Take a listen to our friends at ABC. The 35-year-old pleaded not guilty to those extortion and wire fraud charges. Vandersloot started out by choosing not to use an interpreter in court, telling the judge that his English is perfect and that he didn't need one. Right after the three-minute arraignment, I caught up with Beth Hallway's spokesperson. He told me that she's relieved that Vandersloot is here in the U.S. after such a long process. Judge Gray Bowden asked Vandersloot if he understood all of his constitutional rights and the extortion and wire charges against him. Vandersloot responded, yes, sir, each time. Well, unlike Brian Koberger, he did plead not guilty. Remember, Koberger just stood there and remained silent. The prosecution asked that Vandersloot stay in U.S. custody because of the treaty it has with Peru, where he still faces the rest of his sentence in the murder of Stephanie Tassiana Flores. He was being held at the Hoover City Jail, but was moved to the Shelby County Jail after the arraignment. How did we end up here? Because he was a judge's son there in Aruba, he slipped through the fingers of Lady Justice, and he ended up murdering, five years to the day, Stephanie Tassiana Flores. Same M.O. Modus operandi method of operation. Art Harris meets her at a casino. She's a young girl. Now she's dead. I don't want it to happen again, Art. Nancy, everyone knew on Aruba that this was his M.O., that he preyed on young women the night before they were to come back to the U.S. if they were on one of these trips. And uh, so he is he is not he was he was more of a danger in Aruba well, then, then I suppose he was in Peru, except he killed a Peruvian gal as well. But uh, he is, he is, you know, just he is just beyond the pale of pure. He's just pure evil. So he is pure evil. And I don't know how um, he's. Well, actually, I think you're right, Art. I started to disagree with you, but I think he what was more dangerous in Aruba because he had free reign and the protection of his father, the judge. Uh, and the protection of the police there. They did not, remember Cheryl McCollum, guys with me, Cheryl McCollum, uh, she and I, along with Natalie's mom, went to Aruba to retrace the steps as we know them to see if we could dig up any information, and we did. Cheryl McCollum, uh, director of the Cold Case Research Institute and star of a hit podcast, Zone 7, Cheryl, he had the protection not only of his father, but of the police in Aruba. And that bore out with what Beth told us about how they treated her and would not help her in any way. She's alone in a foreign country trying to find her daughter with no help from the police. And then they tried to arrest us. I mean, long story short, they did nothing. So he did have it. Uh, a more of a free reign in Aruba to prey on young women. He had free reign and he had help. He had associates that would drive him. We were, we were told when we were there that there were bartenders that would slip the rohypnol to victims. We were told that. And then when we were there, not only did they try to arrest us, but they followed us around everywhere we went. And then to me, the most shocking thing was when we went across the street to all the businesses and one by one, they slammed the doors, locked them and turned the open sign to close. They wouldn't even let us in 
a store to get a bottle of water. Nobody wants the truth about Natalie to be found on that island. And that is why it is so imperative that we get him here. Take a listen to our friends at NBC. Authorities may take the main suspect in the disappearance of Natalie Holloway to the U.S. in just a matter of days. Joran Vandersloot was moved on Saturday from one Peruvian prison to another, all in preparation for his extradition to the United States to face charges of extortion. Holloway, you will remember, vanished while she was on vacation in Aruba in 2005. Her body never was found. But interesting, he is not Jorn Vandersloot is not being brought to the U.S. even as we speak because of Natalie's murder. He's here on entirely different charges. Take a listen to Jay O'Brien. Prosecutors allege Vandersloot promised Holloway's parents he'd divulge the location of her body and give them details about the manner of her death, allegedly asking to be paid $250,000 with $25,000 up front. He's then accused of giving information that was worthless. Vanishing in Aruba during a graduation trip, 18-year-old Natalie Holloway's body has never been found. She was officially declared dead by a judge in 2012. Vandersloot was one of the last people to see her alive. Uh, straight out to Dr. Chloe Carmichael joining us, clinical psychologist author of Nervous Energy, Harness the Power of Your Anxiety. And you can find her at drchloe.com. Dr. Chloe, thank you for being with us. So here's a guy that I firmly believe killed Natalie Holloway, a teen girl, straight A student, set to go to college in pre-med. I don't care how it happened, but he did it. He's given various accounts of how Natalie died over the years. They're all inconsistent with each other, and all of them amount to, if not murder, one premeditated murder, and they amount to felony murder, a death occurring in the commission of a, of a felony, uh, that being rape, that being sodomy, that being kidnapped, false imprisonment, aggravated assault. It could be a number of various felonies, and a death occurred during the felony, which equals felony murder, no doubt in my mind. So we've got a guy who I believe murdered this teen girl, now trying to squeeze $250,000 out of the victim's mother. What does that tell you, Dr. Chloe? Sociopath. My goodness, Nancy. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, and honestly, I'm inclined to agree with your feeling that he appears likely to have done this murder and then to essentially toy with the family by trying to extort them for for money. I'm glad that they are extraditing him back so that the family can at least begin to have some shred of accountability with what appears to just be a, a really vicious sociopath. And, you know, Matthew Mangino joining me, high profile lawyer joining us out of Lawrence County, author of The Executioner's Toll. And you can find him at mattmangino.com. Matthew, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Nancy. So often we we hear about how prisoners are, quote, misunderstood. I'm sure that I misunderstand them. I don't want to understand them, really, because I don't want to go in their brain, in their mind, and try to figure them out. Now, not everyone behind bars is a, quote, bad person, but think about Jorn Vandersloot. 
He murders a defenseless teen girl that I believe he drugged with GHB, gamma-hydroxybutyrate, and then she ends up dead. I also believe he raped her because he described in detail the designs, I believe they were flowers, on her underwear. Now he's trying to extort money from the victim's mother, desperate to find Natalie or at least find her remains. You know, I'm not even mentioning the murder of Stephanie Tassiana Flores or the woman he got pregnant behind bars in Peru who now he's divorcing for someone, quote, younger and prettier or the drug scheme he has behind bars. Forget that. Forget all that. Just the murder of Natalie and trying to extort money from her mother. Yeah, I mean, certainly we know from from his track record here that he's he's not a good person. Man, wait a minute. Not a good person. Right. But, but okay, we also that is certainly putting perfume on the pig. Not a good person. He's a repeat killer. That's a serial killer right there. Well, but we, we know that he's murdered one person because Two. he's received a 28 year sentence. You believe he's murdered another person. Uh, and but that hasn't been proven in the court of law. So? Okay? And we can't but we can't just say, hey, uh, you know, he he. Uh, uh, you know, this is his M.O. We don't know that he that he killed Natalie Holloway. Okay, I'm sorry. Is there something wrong with my IFB? Because I'm pretty sure I heard Matthew Mangino say, we don't know that he killed Natalie Holloway. Right. Uh, Art Harris, I'm pretty sure. Wait, no, I'm not pretty sure. I'm convinced beyond a reasonable doubt that Jorn Vandersloot killed Natalie Holloway. And again, I'm not saying he woke up that morning and thought, wow, I'm going to kill Natalie Holloway and had some long extended plans such as poisoning her over a period of time. It could have been a matter of him raping her and she started throwing up the GHB on the beach and ended up dead. That's felony murder. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. In the last days, Jordan Vandersloot the judge's son from Aruba, who many believe kidnapped, raped, and murdered an Alabama beauty, Natalie Holloway, has appeared in a U.S. courtroom and pled not guilty. I mean, really, what did you expect for him to tell the truth? Pleading not guilty to extorting Natalie's mother thousands of dollars. And we may never get a murder conviction on Natalie's death because that would have to be done in Aruba, sadly. I'm going to dare to circle back to Matthew Mangino in a moment to explain why we have to try that case in Aruba. But just got Morgan joining me, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, who has an incredible criminal science department. I've been there. I've toured it. I've seen it at work. It's amazing. Um, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon and host of Body Bags with Joe Scott Morgan. Joe Scott, he did it. And I I hear Matthew Mangino, former prosecutor, now defense attorney. I get where he's coming from. He did it. I don't care what Mangino says. He did it. I don't know how he did it, Joe Scott, but he did it. He killed her. The problem is, oh, Lord. is that <laughs> the problem is Give me there a double. is no I need a double. There Quick. is no corpus delecti, Nancy. There is no body when it comes to the physical person of Natalie Holloway. You know what? Being a quote esteemed professor of forensics, I expected more. That there's no body. <laughs> well, it, it's a it's a tough road, Nancy, when you don't have a body because you know just the basic things like manner of death, cause of death, those things are, you can only speculate about that. And I think that that's probably what Matt is getting to, at least in that one little segment. But what we do have are circumstantial events surrounding Natalie Holloway and also his predatory behavior based upon what we're hearing from these other witnesses associated with him, where he would actually uh, spike drinks. And this was a common occurrence at this one particular bar down there where he could take advantage. I think one of my, my big question, Nancy, here is why is Ruben not motivated to look into a lot of other deaths that have occurred down there where we have missing young women um, that have never turned back up? Did he have a hand in that? You used the term serial killer just a moment ago, and I think that that's something that should deeply, deeply be explored down there. Uh, because it's quite troubling. And is there anybody else at work down there in that area that knows that their crimes will be assisted in facilitation? You know, Joe Scott, I've always respected you. I don't always agree with you. But let me just be blunt. What fairy tale are you living in, man? Aruba is no more going to investigate missing girls and women on their island than the man in the moon is going to. Because you just heard Art Harris pipe up, Tourism. 
Who's going to put a toe on Aruba when, you know, women go missing and drop dead like flies? It's no, they're not going to uncover anything. You know, Cheryl McCollum, I'm deeply disappointed by certain members of our panel today and they shall remain nameless. But they're saying we we don't know if Jorn Vandersloot murdered Natalie. What about his multiple confessions they're all you know inconsistent if somebody accused me of murder i'd say oh h-e-l-l-n-o i was so and so at that time that did not happen you're not taking me away from my twins it's not gonna happen but here he goes okay let me tell you how it happened she hit her head on a rock right she choked on vomit she this she that we buried her no we threw her out at sea why would he give all of these confessions help me cheryl I obviously have some non-believers I must ferret out on the panel. (laughs) Not only has he admitted it multiple times, but I want to remind everybody, he wrote a book. He wrote a book where he put his face on the cover and said, the case of Natalie Holloway, my own story about her disappearance. He, in the title, he says it's a case because he knows it's a criminal case. And in that book, he admits to lying. In that book, he said he found himself at the wrong place at the wrong time and made a wrong decision. You mean he found himself with her dead body? That's what he meant. Exactly. And then we had the similar transaction with Stephanie Flores. Then we have his friend coming forward. Remember this guy that says, oh, uh, we burn her up and mix her bones in with some dog bones. But they did find a human bone of a Caucasian European person. And Aruba did what with that? Nothing. Nothing. They don't want it. They don't want any negative publicity because of their tourism. We know for a fact they have human bones that are not Natalie, but somebody else, and they will do nothing with it. Guys, how did the extortion scam begin? What is the genesis of Jorn Vandersloot extorting Natalie's mother? Can you imagine that? You know, Art Harris, you and I, uh, you on the media side, me as a felony prosecutor, handled a lot of murder cases. And there is no grief like a murder victim's mother endures. Nothing like it. You have children. You have your beautiful boys. I mean, that changes everything. And to take advantage of Natalie's mother in that way, what a pee. O.S. technical legal term. Well, Nancy, he, 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 he's a, a con man with, with less of a conscience than, than most because he is willing to prey on someone whose heart is so broken that they are willing to do anything to find any information that they think this guy is going to cough up. And if they have to pay for it, fine. But they also know the FBI is watching and they're laying a trap, they hope, that's going to lead to what just happened, which is making the case for extortion and wire fraud against Mandersley, where they, she, she can get a piece of him, at least a 10 to 20 year sentence that would let him spend part of his natural life here. And then he gets shipped back to the horrors of Peruvian prison. So life ain't looking too good for him. I can only pray, Art Harris. Guys, what is the genesis of the $250,000 demand? Take a listen to our friends at WCSC. In 2010, a $250,000 reward for information was offered. Vandersloat stepped forward. According to legal documents, he would reveal the location of Natalie Holloway's body, 
the circumstances of her death and identify those involved in return for a payment of $250,000. The Holloway's attorney went with Vandersloat to a home in Aruba and a $25,000 down payment was given to him. Once there, Vandersloat pointed to the residence and said that Natalie's body would be found in the foundation. Vandersloat emailed the Holloways after fleeing to Peru, saying he had lied about the location of Natalie's remains. And what did he do with the 25 grand he scammed from Natalie's grieving mother? Listen to this. Surveillance video from a Lima casino shows Vandersloat gambling. It is believed with the 25000 he got from the Holloway family. There he met the daughter of a prominent Peruvian businessman, Stephanie Flores. Hours later, she was dead. I am truly regretful for what I have done. Vandersloat admitted to the violent murder and was sent to prison. So he gets the twenty five grand that he extorts from Natalie's mother, goes straight to Peru and spins it. Spins it at casinos, and there he meets Stephanie Tassiana Flores. I want to talk about what's happening to Jorn Vandersloot. Take a listen to this. Jorn Vandersloot, one of Peru's highest profile inmates, injured during a brawl in one of the country's most violent prisons. It was a fight among some inmates and my client got involved when he tried to defend his friend. Vandersloot is in prison for killing a woman in Peru 13 years ago. I want to give a sincere confession. A sincere confession, my rear end. There's not one sincere bone and you're in Vandersloot's body. Take a listen to J. O'Brien, GMA. His lawyer telling ABC News he was severely beaten in the Peruvian prison where he was being held, but that the incident is unrelated to Vandersloot's extradition. He's now expected to be handed over to Peruvian intelligence agents, then delivered to U.S. officials, and ultimately brought to Alabama, where the Dutch national faces more than a decade-old federal extortion and wire fraud charges tied to Holloway's disappearance. Joining me right now an expert in extradition and foreign government relations with the U.S. as it relates to our justice system. Irv Brandt is with us, Senior Inspector with the U.S. Marshal Service, their International Investigations Branch, Chief Inspector DOJ Office of International Affairs, author of Solo Shot and Flying Solo on Amazon, Irv Brandt. Two things. I'm very suspicious of the beating incident, which caused him, we understand, to be moved to a different jail in Peru. I don't like it. He could have been put in solitary. Any number of measures could have been taken other than moving him. And it is very often in a jailhouse move. I mean, uh, look at Bundy. He escaped uh, at the courthouse in the law library. Whenever there's a change of conditions, if you look at escapees, very happen, very often the escape takes place when they are being transported. So he gets in a fight and has to be transported to another jail. What? They don't have another cell at the current jail he was in? I, I, I don't like the smell of that right there. No, Nancy, it, it stinks to high heaven and it arouses suspicions on the motivations of the people handling them. 
maybe the motivations of him. Maybe he was intentionally trying to get into a fight so he could get into a medical wing. Um, there's, there's a lot to be considered um, when you're handling prisoner transfers. And why now? He's been in jail for murdering Stephanie Tassiana Flores. Same M.O., modus operandi, method of operation, as with Natalie at a casino. Young female lures her away. She ends up dead. Why now does he suddenly get in a fight and have to move jail facilities? They moved him from his uh, facility to the uh, facility in the Capitol. And that's probably what started the fight is he is in a brand new facility with inmates that have never come in contact right. with him before. You're right. And uh, he got into an altercation and I'm sure he's in uh, isolation now uh, until he can be turned over to the FBI. who well, I'm sure have the paperwork done. They have the parole letter. They have a jet waiting just as soon as, uh, He's turned over to them. They're going to go wheels up and they'll be heading for the U.S. And just as soon as he lands in the U.S., just as soon as they get him back to Alabama, they're going to bring him in for his initial appearance and detention hearing where he'll be remanded to the custody of the United States Marshal Service. Another question to Irv Brandt joining us, U.S. Marshal Service International. Why is it shrouded in secrecy, the extradition process? They always get the prisoner in the middle of the night. Why is that? It's just security precautions that are standard in every extradition uh, with high-profile cases, even more. Um, If you announce it, you're going to have news helicopters flying around uh, when you're trying to get a shot of him being loaded on the jet. You're going to have... You know, people gathered around in terminals or places where they land. Uh, it, it's just something that you try to avoid. The less people who know, the more control you have over the situation. Like you said about fearing an incident in transit, it just cuts down on the chances of there being an incident. I mean, for Pete's sake, Cheryl McCollum. I couldn't bring a witness over from the Fulton County Jail to the Fulton County Courthouse without some incident on the jail transport bus, somebody getting stabbed with a pencil or a fight breaking out or the witness getting intimidated just on the 20-minute ride to the courthouse, much less a transcontinental flight from Peru to the U.S. There's a lot that could go wrong. There's a lot that could go wrong, but I'm going to tell you, the Marshal Service are top drawer. He's going to be handcuffed. They already know he's a con artist. They already know what he's about. They are not going to be fooled. They are not going to be impressed. They are going to have zero issue getting him to Alabama. And once he's there, it's going to be a different world for him. I promise you he ain't going to be running drugs there. He ain't going to have no conjugal visit there. It's going to be a completely different world immediately. It doesn't always end the way we think it will when it comes to extraditions. It's frankly a miracle that we've gotten this far, and it's taken two decades to get this guy extradited to the U.S. Do I need to say the name 
Roman Polanski. Take a listen to Euronews. Poland's Supreme Court has ruled that filmmaker Roman Polanski cannot be extradited to the US over a child sex conviction in the 1970s. The three judges rejected an appeal by the Polish government. A district court in Krakow had also ruled the American demand was inadmissible. The Supreme Court's decision is final. The United States had requested the Oscar-winning director's extradition after he made a high-profile appearance in Warsaw two years ago. Polanski, who's now 83, admitted unlawful sex with a 13-year-old girl in 1977. He spent six weeks in jail after a plea bargain, but then fled the U.S. fearing a lengthy jail sentence if the agreement was overruled. His victim has said the filmmaker's exile has been punishment enough. Polanski has dual French-Polish nationality and lives in France, which doesn't extradite its citizens. So there you have France refusing to extradite uh, an alleged child rapist, Roman Polanski. On the other hand, sometimes it all works out the way you want it to. Take a listen to our cut 107, our friends at ABC. This dramatic moment was the beginning of the end for Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. After his long run from the law, repeatedly escaping authorities, he was now caught. He had no idea where he was being taken. In this never-before-seen video obtained by ABC News, this was the moment when the notorious drug lord learned he had landed in New York. He had been brought to the U.S. to face justice. What about a single female hiding out in Costa Rica. Take a listen. His name, Caitlin Armstrong, ring a bell to our Cut 100, our friends at Fox 7. Armstrong used a passport. Now, the real identity of the person who had that passport, we're told, was somebody who closely physically resembled her. She continued using that alias well in Costa Rica, taking a bus, going to yoga studios. This enabled authorities to establish a paper trail and eventually close in on her. And when Caitlin Armstrong was finally found, she had actually had cosmetic surgery to change her appearance. That said, Cheryl McCollum, it's a miracle that judge's son, Jorn Vandersloot, in a court of law finally on U.S. soil. Well, this is just the beginning of a long and painful process where Jorn Vandersloot will be tried for extorting and blackmailing through wire fraud Natalie's mother. From what I know about Beth Holloway, she is going to see it through to the bitter end. God bless her and Natalie's entire family. We wait as justice unfolds. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner.